0: Let's look at injuries across the NBA, an injury update for all 30 teams. Michael Bolton, are you healthy? Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am a slob wizard. I am also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com. You can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore b ball on TikTok at redrock underscore b ball and on Instagram at LockedonFantasyBasketball. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LockedOnNBA for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. And we are available on all platforms. Injury update time, 30 teams, we're going to go through them all right now. Such is the nature of the NBA, though, things change really quickly. So me doing this, there might be injury news that breaks in the next 30 minutes, 60 minutes, whatever, and I can't cover it. That's why we do multiple shows a day to keep you up to date on everything that's going on. You can also check out basketballmonster.com slash player news for all of the updated news as we get it. So check out basketballmonster.com slash player news. All right, let's, um, let's do injuries. That's what we're going to do. Um It's not too bad in the NBA at the moment. I know you might be complaining about it on your fantasy team, and we did get some big injury update uh, for uh, De'Aaron Fox and the Sacramento Kings, which we will get to uh, in alphabetical order. Let's start through and look at the Atlanta Hawks, and it's pretty good there. We've got just Wes Matthews dealing with a calf injury. Their rotation is really thin. In fact, their team outside of their top eight is relatively bad, especially with how A.J. Griffin's sort of out on the outside of the rotation. Matthews could push into the rotation, but it doesn't really mean much for fantasy. For the Boston Celtics, they're pretty healthy. Nemeas Keita is dealing with a foot issue. Maybe he's back the 1st of November, but I'm almost certain that even if he is, it doesn't matter for most fantasy leagues. He might have a role at some point if Porzingis or Horford get hurt because their center depth is relatively shallow. We did get more important news, though, through the Brooklyn Nets with some of their injuries with Cam Johnson and his calf injury. This bloke had a hamstring all preseason, came back, hurt his calf, and now we are looking at a couple of weeks' absence. This is going to solidify Cam Thomas's stock. Now, whether Thomas starts or not, I don't know, because what we saw last game is Thomas and Finney Smith start, but that was because Claxton and Johnson were out. So if it, if it's Claxton back, do they keep Thomas in there and bring Finney Smith into the lineup. I think they will start Thomas because they just need scoring and shooting. Um, Thomas is going to be hit or miss. We know this in terms of uh, efficiency or what or more, more to do with what else he brings apart from shooting. And his game is so highly predicated on high efficiency shooting. But he is clearly a must roster guy for now. Whether it lasts or not, I'm still undecided. And how the team all clicks with him being that guy that's taking every shot, we will see. And if you've got Mikhail Bridges, it's probably the worst news that you could possibly have. Nick Claxton, I've got him expected there on the 3rd of November to return. At this point, he hasn't officially been ruled out until the 3rd, but I'm just sort of uh, trying to extrapolate it out and expect that he misses Monday, Wednesday. When he initially got injured, I thought maybe a week for that injury, and that's where we're sitting with that. And then Derek Whitehead, I'm not expecting him back, honestly, for a, uh extended period of time after another foot surgery. I've got there the 1st of December, but I wouldn't be shocked if we don't see him until February We just don't uh, know any extra information on where that sits. For the Charlotte Hornets, Miles Bridges, not technically an injury, but he's unavailable. The suspension ends to make him available to play on the 17th of November. So that is about two and a half weeks away. We have heard nothing about any impending suspension or investigation from the league about the other arrest warrants that he had. Yes, there were two of them. Um, so the more that we wait on this, the more likely it is to me that he'll be come back and he'll play on the 17th of November. And is he going to be useful? Probably. There's still crowd there in terms of Washington and Haywood and even Miller, but he should be rostered if you can stomach the shitness of his uh, character. Cody Martin, this is the knee injury that restricted him to three games last season. It's still not right this is, and I want to knock on wood here and say this is pure speculation as well. This is um, giving real Lonzo Ball vibes, and I hope that it's not. An injury that we got no information about last season. He came back, played three games, went out again, got no information. No information all through the off season, No information. It's like, oh, now he's not ready to start the season. Like, bro, you've played three games in a, in a year. This is, again, John Isaac territory as well. We just don't know. Uh, and I'm very worried about where that leaves him. James Booknight dealing with a knee injury. 17th of November, we're expecting him back, but who cares? And then Frank Nelikina's got a knee slash leg injury. Uh, I think it's more of a leg injury. I don't know why I wrote knee there. 2nd of December, just all of those absences just mean that someone like um, Teo Maladon, the Salt Flake, he has a pretty sizable role. So for deeper leagues, you do want to pay a little bit of attention to the Salt Flake there. to your Chicago Bulls. This team can't possibly stay intact this season, yeah? There's no way. This oh my god, this is so bad. Anyway, Zach Levine dealing with a back problem last yeah, you know, he's currently listed probable. Is this gonna go on all season? Levine's one of those guys where you think, oh man, he's got a, it's so annoying to draft him. He's always hurt. And this happened last season and he missed five games. So now he's got a back problem. He's been listed twice in the injury report, hasn't missed a, a game yet. Uh, we'll see what goes on. But if he is out, then you'd really pump into Alex Caruso. And you'd get a little bit more value, I would expect, out of Kobe White in that scenario. But I just can't expect this team to stay intact throughout the season. They are terrible. Let's look at the Cavs. A couple of injuries there. Donovan Mitchell, Darius Garland, and Jarrett Allen. I expect Mitchell to play next game. I expect Garland to play next game. Allen, I would think, maybe more towards the end of the week. But we don't have an update on that. And then there is Ty Jerome as well, who's questionable. Obviously, the Mitchell, Garland, Allen, that is... Three starters, them being out has enabled guys like Levert, Okoro, and in particular the winner soldier, Max Struess, to really pop off. So while Levert is a must-roster player for this week with three quality games, Struess is a must-roster guy. I'm not 100% convinced that that sticks for Struess. Is he going to continue to play 40 minutes a night? Also a little bit concerned about maybe he doesn't do that. And then uh, Mobley was able to have a big game last time, but that was also without everyone there. And we'll see how that all plays in once those three players return, which I expect will happen at some point this week. Ah, uh, yes. Good to see that we get um, a pop onto the injury report of Kyrie Irving with a foot issue. He is currently questionable. He had a groin problem through the preseason. Um, there's been no extracurricular stuff from Kyrie, but now he is questionable with the foot. I would usually be looking, hey, if Kyrie is out, they might just pump Jaden Hardy in, but Jaden Hardy is playing zero minutes, which is pretty insane, but he is. So I would expect that Tim Hardaway... And Seth Curry, get those boosts, and Josh Green, and Green would probably become a streamer. The problem is, they play Monday, Wednesday, when there's 11 and 13 games combined. So even if you added Hardaway, or Green, or Hardy, you wouldn't even start them, most likely anyway. So unless we hear there's an extended absence for Kyrie, and they have a Friday-Sunday combination end of the week, that becomes intriguing. But at this point, we don't really do anything with that. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers—not customers, new customers—get a one hundred and fifty dollars deposit. One hundred fifty dollars. It's bonus bets. If you have a winning five dollar money line bet, so put a five dollar money line bet on. You win. You get one hundred fifty dollars in bonus bets. That's it. If your team wins, $150 bonus bets, done. And then you use those bonus bets on spreads and player props and over-unders, futures, all of that stuff. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. Let us... Bring in the next group or the next team. And it is the Denver Nuggets, and we're pretty good here. It's just Jay Huff dealing with a ninja. Who Huff is actually a guy I think could, could have like little. He could uh, he could Drew Eubanks or um, Skylar May's his way into value if there becomes a situation where they're either sitting everyone because they're ten games clear, or he moves on to a team that is tanking. I think he's got interesting fantasy potential, but you know, no one's here to to hear about Jay Huff. Onto the Detroit Pistons, there are significant injuries there. Boyan Bogdanovic dealing with a calf. We're looking at a 2nd of December return. You do not have to hold Boyan Bogdanovic unless you've just got open IL slots. I don't think that he's a necessity to hold. Monte Morris, we're looking at 17th of November. The return of both of these guys is going to have an impact on what happens with Killian Hayes, what happens with Jaden Ivy, and what happens with Alec Burks. And then there's also Isaiah Livers, who I've got as a 2nd of December return as well. And I think Livers will be in the rotation. So that's three rotation players who will have to come back who might cut into some of the value of a playout like maybe even an Isaiah Stewart, who's playing 34 minutes a night. But in particular, a Burks, Hayes, and Ivy, and those six minutes a night that Marcus Sasser is getting may not last. So Detroit playing well. Cade's dominating. Duren's dominating. Um, And doing it without some rotation players, which are important pieces for their spacing, especially all three of those guys are huge, huge spacing guys for this team. The Golden State Warriors, I expect that this is... Now, Steve Kerr did come out yesterday and say, we're going to play our guys on back-to-back, and then wouldn't you know it, Clay Thompson pops up on the injury report with a questionable tag for knee soreness. Fair enough. The bloke's blown his leg out multiple times. He's over 30. Again, back-to-backs are the problem in the NBA. I will. I, I start to have issues more with like resting and this sort of stuff when it occurs on non-back-to-back situations. That's when I start to go, come on. like that That's silly to me. Back-to-backs, a joke. Right, The back-to-back situation, they shouldn't exist. They put too much excessive stress on your body. And when you're in a situation where you're older with a significant injury history, that leads to real problems. And there is documented documented evidence about this. So I don't have a problem if, if Clay sits. Kaminga's questionable. He was questionable for yesterday's game. Is questionable again for today. I don't think he's a 12-team hold. And Draymond Green is listed probable after returning yesterday. Um, yeah, cool. He only played limited minutes. We're not doing anything and dropping him or anything like that. The Houston Rockets, three injuries, but only one of them is really important, and that is Tari second season. We expect Easton to be back around the 17th of November with this leg injury. I don't think he's worth holding in 12-team leagues. I don't think his path to minutes is especially strong. Look at the way their rotation is running at the moment. Like, There's not 27 minutes there for him, I don't think. And while we do love what he can do, I just don't think they're going to play him enough minutes for that to matter. Victor Oladipo may not play this season. I've got him coming back end of February. And then Jock Landau dealing with a concussion. They just haven't been running another center. or Jeff, Jeff Green actually has been running as the backup center there. The Indiana Pacers, pretty clean. In fact, 100% clean, no injuries. The LA Clippers, a couple of guys here. Terrence Mann is doubtful for their game on Tuesday. That's a back-to-back Tuesday, Wednesday. So I think there's a decent chance that Mann returned Wednesday. You might, you might, you might, might have considered... Streaming him in on Wednesday, but there's 13 games on. So, no. If it's a Zubats, is questionable with a quad issue. Now, if Zubats does miss Tuesday, we stream the absolute shite out of the cockroach Mason Plumley. He will get 30 minutes and he will be unbelievably useful on a three game day, but we don't know this yet. BJ Boston, who I just wish would find an opportunity. He hasn't played this season with a quad injury, and then Josh Primo's got one game left in his suspension and he is not going to play. Thankfully, Onto to the LA Lakers, I believe, if I just look at this, just as I started this show, that they updated the injury report, listing every bloke in the world probable. Yeah, LeBron's probable with an ankle issue. Oh, cool. Hachimura is probable with an eye contusion, and Cam Reddish is probable by of being Cam Reddish. And his minutes have been dropping down, rightfully so. The current actual injuries, though, are Jared Vanderbilt Bar, who is dealing with a heel injury, and we're expecting a 12th of November return him returning will reduce Torian Prince it will impact I think Christian Wood who only played 13 minutes last game and I would not be stashing Jared Vanderbilt in 12 team leagues the other one is Jalen hood Shafino, first round rookie got him returning on about the 6th of November from a knee injury there's no rotation spot for him at the moment though Onto the Memphis Grizzlies, we already know that Steven Adams is out for the season. I'm not going to list him here. Jar Morant's suspension ends, enabling him to return on the 19th of December. That is how far away we are from Jar returning. Brandon Clark, I'm expecting um, post-All-Star break, end of February. So again, when you're looking at the value of Xavier T. Ullman, Clark is not expected back until then. And even when he does come back, minutes limit and back-to-backs missed. Luke Kennard, the duck. He's dealing with concussion. He might miss one or two more. I've got him, maybe he's back next game. And Sun, well, actually, it's not true. He's going to miss Monday's game. So is Santi Aldama with an ankle problem. I'd be a little bit concerned about Aldama considering they're looking to sign Biombo. Although, as I have stated a million times, Aldama is not a center and they don't want to play Jaron at center. So maybe even if both those guys are healthy, Biombo still gets in the rotation. I don't think that Aldama is necessarily going to be a 12-team league guy. Because I don't think they're going to play extended stretches of Aldama Jackson together enough to get Santi to 28 minutes. I don't think that's necessarily uh, going to happen. On to the Miami Heat. We had an interesting one here because I didn't know that we were going to get Bam Adebayo pop up on the injury report. But we did. He's currently questionable. If he is out, we do consider Tom Bryant a stream. I wish it was Orlando Robinson, but it is not. I think eventually it will become Orlando Robinson, but Tom Bryant, we know, can put up numbers. He also lets opposing big men or opposing teams put up huge huge numbers, but he puts up his own numbers. Uh, Joshie Richardson, coming back from his injury, he's uh, questionable. I don't think he's a must-roster 12-team league player. Caleb Martin, um, maybe back on the 1st of November, he's not a 12-team league player. But what the, his return does impacts guys like maybe Jovic, who... Played zero minutes the first two games and then played 21 minutes in the start with Love out. And Highsmith back on the 6th of November is our expectation. And he's another guy that might be a rotation piece. So just there's four rotation players here. So when you're looking at the back end, like a Huckers or a a Jovic or even a Duncan Robinson, when these guys return, it's harder to see how those minutes play out. But no one there, apart from Bam, of course, who are really going to influence 12-team leagues. The Milwaukee Bucks... It is a back-to-back for them on Monday, and Giannis is not listed. So it looks like he's going to play, which is a surprise to me considering he rested back-to-backs last season and he had knee surgery. We'll see how it goes, but he is going to play, it looks like. The only guy on the injury report is Marjon Beauchamp dealing with an illness, so he's out for today, but you know, that doesn't matter for the majority of people. The Minnesota Timberwolves, looks like we're getting close to a return for Jaden McDaniels with a calf injury. McDaniels returning is going to put an impact on... Nikhil Alexander Walker, um Kyle Anderson, and maybe Nas Reed. And I will bang this drum continually. Nas Reed is very strong at the moment for 12 team leagues. But if he is going to play 26 minutes a night, that means that McDaniels and Anderson play zero minutes at power forward. And I just I don't know how they do that. Maybe, maybe I am just completely off and they say, all right, Jaden plays 30, Anderson plays 18 a night, and that's it. That would be a wild development. But that is, again, you've got to play the 240 game. Reed must roster. But when McDaniels comes back, how does it all work out together? And it looks like his return is coming. Shake Milton's popped up with a foot injury. He is questionable. If he does miss, he's the primary Mike Conley backup, who I love in, an ability, in a league where we've got the ability to stash. He's great. Because if Conley misses, Milton starts and puts up good numbers. And this is, again, why I, I am absolutely banging the drum for leagues to have bigger benches. In fantasy, there is absolutely no reason that you should have a 10-3 split. You shouldn't have to use every single player on your roster every week. Most of you play fantasy football. You don't have to play your whole team every week. You have an extended bench. It's ridiculous that we don't have this in basketball. And someone's mentioned it to me the other day. It's because fantasy basketball started out as Roto where you'd have the 10 starters and three bench and your bench is a stashable place because you don't use those players. And then we just converted it to a head-to-head format and never adjusted anything. And the sites are so lazy to make any changes to default that we're stuck with this system, which frankly, I think is really bad. And it should change. And that's why my teams or my leagues, Locked On Fantasy Basketball, that's why we go deep. Because you should have deeper benches. Anyway, rant over. Jalen Clark, second round rookie on a two-way. He tore his Achilles in college and he is, um, yeah, he's not back probably, uh, until March would be the, uh, the expectation for him to return. Today's episode is brought to you by the Game Time app. You want to buy tickets to events because they're cool. That's the way you go to them. It's not a chore. It's not a drag. It's bloody fun. But you don't want the process of getting tickets to be a drag or a chore. You want it to be easy. You shouldn't have to worry when buying tickets to your next big event, whether that's sports, music, comedy, theater, all together, whatever it is, last minute killer de- deals they've got, all in prices, views from your seat, and their best price guarantee. But I don't talk about their zone deals. Great new thing they've got, saves you money, number one, average 18% saving. What it is, is you look at the seating map and you go, I'd like to sit in this area. You pick it, game time goes weird, good, I've gotcha, I'm gonna pick the seat for you. And you go, bro, what a lifesaver. I gotcha, I gotcha, bro, and I'm gonna save you money. on average saving when you use the zone deals and let GameTime choose that seat for you. So download the GameTime app, create an account and use the code LOCKEDONNBA for 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create the account, use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Let us go through the remaining, however many teams we've got left, 12 teams. The New Orleans Pelicans, few injuries here, of course, as I'm sure we're all well aware. Uh, Ken Murphy III is dealing with a knee. We're still looking at 1st of December for him. It'll be a little bit slow in terms of a ramp-up. I wouldn't expect full Ken Murphy until around Christmas, and then he should be top 100. And with him out, of course, you're getting more Herb Jones, and you're getting more minutes for for some reason, Matt Ryan. I I know they need shooting. Jose Alvarado looking at uh, 12th of uh, November. That's allowing more Kyra Lewis and more Dyson Daniels. And then Najee Marshall with a knee injury, which we're looking at maybe 2nd of November for a return there. That helps all of those guys as well, like the Danielses and the Matt Ryans and even Jordan Hawkins getting minutes. So there are three players there who I would expect to be rotation players. Marshall on the fence, but at least two rotation guys that when they come back, some other players are going to be pushed down. The Knicks, they have absolutely no injuries there whatsoever. The Oklahoma City Thunder, Pig Williams, Jalen Williams, the big Williams. He's got a hamstring problem. We're looking at 8th of November for him. With him out, they've run a little bit of Olivier Sar as the backup center, um, some Pokashevsky as the backup center there as well, but that's only really deeper league stuff. And when the Pig returns, he's going to play like 15, 16 minutes behind Shed Holmgren most of the time. Or the other guy who plays center is also injured, and that is the Oklahoma City mudflap, Kenrich Williams. He's got a back problem. Maybe he's back on the 1st of November, but they're not really giving us concrete updates on him. He would be in the mix to be a backup power forward and center, but with how Usman Jeng is playing, I don't know that both Pig and Ken Rich play every every night. And there's Aaron Wiggins in that mix as well. This is honestly staggering. But look, look at the Orlando Magic injury report. There is nobody. In past seasons, I'd have to do two pages for injuries for them. I have like 11 blokes. Nobody. Knock on wood, it stays like that. The Philadelphia 76ers, not an official report yet on Tyrese Maxey, but he had a weird fall. Uh, towards the end of that game, banged his elbow and was having tingling through his hand. You can see him shaking it off um, on the ground. So I'm listening to questionable. And then, I don't know, is Jim Harden returning? Who knows? Like maybe he sat on the bench with his team. It is trending towards he is going to play. Maxi has been dominating, been a top five fantasy player so far. Uh, That's probably not going to stick at that level. But what he is doing is getting assists up and his free throw attempts have been amazing. Now, Harden back does impact that. Uh, So we have to see how all of that stuff plays out. For the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker with his foot injury, Bradley Beal with his back issue. We haven't seen Beal yet. We've seen Booker play a game. I would expect, and I don't know this, I would expect that Beal is closer to returning than Booker. I've got them both listed questionable, but I think if the if we are going to have one back before the other, it's probably Beal. But I did see something that Beal maybe had this back injury last season in Washington, and the Wizards may not have treated it correctly. I don't, I don't know. That was just Maybe that was just a bit of a rumor from somebody, but this is not ideal that he had this injury last season and it's flared up again. So, yeah, it would have been great to know. It would have been great to know that he had this back injury before he, uh, the trade went down, but apparently not. Or maybe I just missed it. That's possible too. With these guys out, of course, Akogi, Gordon, Goodwin are all usable, especially with four quality games this week. But beware, is if Booker and Beal play, Goodwin might not be in the rotation at all. With Allen, with Kogi, with Booker, with Beal, with Gordon... There might not be any minutes for um, Jordan Goodwin coming off the bench. Just be aware of that. If you add him and think you're going to get four quality games, you might not. The other one is Damian Lee, who tore a meniscus. He is back around the middle of December. The Portland Trailblazers. Anthony Simons, we've already gone in depth about his thumb injury. We're looking at must-adding Shaden Sharp and Malcolm Brogdon, if they're still available. Um, He's back around the middle of December. Ish Wainwright with a calf injury. He might be back this week, but I would think that guys like Tamani Kamara and Jabari Walker is significantly ahead of him in the rotation, and then Rob Williams is resting today. I wrote Rob Williams the second. Apologies to Rob Williams's dad. I'm sure I don't know if he's what he's doing, but I don't know if he's resting in a Blazers game. That's Rob Williams the third. Looks like he might sit some back to back, so maybe can we get any dominating today? I God, I hate that. I hate that bloke. I don't know the guy. He does rub me the wrong way at times. It's more that nickname that really bothers me. And the Sacramento Kings. Well, we did get a significant injury for the Kings. And last season, despite people arguing against me about this, the Kings were extraordinarily lucky with injuries. They just didn't miss any games. And if you want to claim that they weren't lucky and the reason they didn't get hurt last season is because of practice and wanting to play through injuries, then you'd have to say now that Darren Fox just doesn't want to be out there. He just didn't prepare properly. It's the medical staff's fault. And, you know, they just don't want it enough. Because apparently that's the reason they stayed healthy last season. Fox suffered a pretty significant ankle injury last last night. He went down. He looked in terrible pain. He actually played at the start of overtime. And then Mike Brown said, bro, what are you doing? Took him out. He had to be carried to the locker room at the end of the game. They've said it's a, he's escaped serious damage, which is great. It's still a moderate ankle sprain. We're looking at probably two weeks, I would guess. The problem here is, is that we could look to stream in Davion Mitchell. We could look at Malik Monk but they played two games this week and one of them is on a 13-game day. So if you added Davion Mitchell, Malik Monk less so because he's useful anyway, but if you added Davion Mitchell, you wouldn't use him until Saturday, the 4th of November, and then you might get a Monday, Wednesday, Friday the next week. So they've got like five games in the next two weeks and one of them is on that Wednesday with 13 games. So I wouldn't, even though Mitchell probably starts, I don't think they start Monk. Even though Mitchell probably starts, he's not good enough to be in your starting lineup on Wednesday, and then you just be holding a bloke waiting until Saturday, and I don't think that's worth it. Now, if Fox was out for two months, then yes, Mitchell would be an ad. Monk is still borderline ad anyway, irrespective. The schedule's sh- shit for this week. We know that. But I'd feel a bit more comfortable adding him, but not with Mitchell. Um, Trey, Trey Lyles dealing with a calf injury. He hasn't played yet. Uh, I expect that when he plays, it impacts guys like JaVale McGee and maybe Vizenkov a little bit as well. The Spurs, last season, everyone was injured with fake injuries, of course, but everyone was injured at the moment. Nobody's injury, Nobody's injured, not nobody's injury. The Toronto Raptors. Um, I'm going to call some bullshit on and Anobi. He left the game. It looked bad. And they like, ah, oh, nah, just muscle cramps. Ah, oh, cool. That's fine. Then four, we escaped. I'd love to know what sort of muscle cramps on a Friday leave you to miss the game on Saturday and still be listed questionable Monday, four days later? There is, and I apologize to OG and his lovely family and anyone else that if I'm wrong here, but how on earth does a muscle cramp leave you still questionable for a game four days later? I am calling gigantic bullshit on this. Massive bullshit. Hey, look, he might play Monday. But the fact that he's even listed questionable and has missed the game is very questionable. Now, last game, it was Trent and Dick that really stepped up. We would absolutely use Gaz Trent, but I don't think he's a must-roster guy, irrespective of that. Or oh, no. You know, once OJ returns. The other one is Precious Achua, who's doubtful with a groin injury. Christian Coloco is dealing with an illness. Maybe they return Wednesday, but hopefully this means that finally we get some extra minutes for Pirtle and Chris Boucher would jump in as well. The Utah Jazz have no injuries currently, so that's good for them. And for the Wizards, all we have is Landry Schammett. Did you actually remember, he he is the biggest, Charles Barkley can play who he play for. Landry Schammett's the biggest who he play for in the NBA. I always forget that, not forget that he plays it, because if you ask me who does Landry Shamit play for, I would know. But if, I'm looking at the Wizards' rotation. I just don't even think about him being there. So, yeah, he is out for probably the rest of this week. But Johnny Davis is off the injury report. be very interesting to see whether they play Davis at all, considering that they've been going with De'Lon, Poole, Tyus, uh, Kispert coming off the bench. The other one is Dan Gafford, who's still currently questionable for Monday. If he is out, I would expect that it's Muscala and Gallinari that have to share those minutes. And that is... A run around the NBA, all 30 teams, under 30 minutes, injury updates. Hopefully, it hasn't hit your team too badly. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And on YouTube, thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.